Hey, Spirit fans, this is Seth Askelson, and I want to personally thank you for tuning in to the OUAZ Athletics Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the Founders Series so far, and hope you continue to tune in each week as great guests keep rolling in. During the first few weeks, the podcast has only been available on OUAZSpirit.com, but I am here to tell you that has changed. You can now access every edition of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. Please tune in, subscribe, rate, and review on your preferred podcast platform. Once again, you can find every episode of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we look forward to delivering you quality content all throughout the summer and beyond. Back in Spirit fans, my name is Seth Askelson, and thank you for joining us again. Yet another edition of the Founders Podcast. My guest today, the women's basketball head coach Stephen Moss. Coach, how are you today? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, it's been uh, a while. We haven't had sports at OUAZ since the beginning of March, and um, I know it's uh, driving some of us crazy. But uh, as we're coming up on that four-month mark now, how's life been for you, and, and how are you surviving? Um, it's good, you know, I mean, it, it, considering, you know what I mean, um, you know, it, it's been tough for uh, a lot of our players just trying to stay active and trying to keep their spirits up. And, and obviously, we have a, a really big recruiting class this year, uh, a lot of freshmen. So, um, you know, with them just graduating, kind of graduating, you know, not, not having a real graduation, and they're kind of hanging in there, and, and you know, they're kind of you know, cautiously excited about school year, you know what I mean? So hopefully we can get back to normal pretty soon. So kind of a mixed, mixed bag of things. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about trying to keep your players engaged and, you know, especially for you, you're bringing in a lot of, a lot of great talent, a lot of new talent into the program. Um, and, and we talked to some of the coaches during this um, founder series and how are you specifically able to keep those players engaged? Are you doing zoom calls? Are you doing, um, kind of video workouts. How are you able to keep your players? Engaged? Yeah, you, you know, a little bit of everything, man. You know, Zoom calls, texting, and, um, you know, sending over workouts, stuff like that, kind of them telling me what they're doing. Um, just a combination of both, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, with this past month, us opening up a little bit where people can kind of get in the gym. Uh, they, you know, so they got in the gym, got some shots up. I got to see some of them. Uh, do some stuff, you know, just on a, you know, little by little basis. But, um, but yeah, just, that's just kind of it, man. Kind of doing the same thing everybody else is, you know what I mean? But, um, but no, they're excited. You know, I think it's a, it's a really good crew and, you know, we have some key people coming back. So we're just waiting to start back up again. Yeah, I know we're um, all excited. I mean, you and I have talked uh, a bunch. We talked last week a little bit, but, um, just at the end of the year, I mean, really, you were down to six, seven players between, you know, injury issues and, and things yeah. of that nature and nearly got yourself to enough wins to get the NCCAA uh, postseason. Mm. Um, I mean, really, with a, with two bench players, I mean, how do you feel your team did, especially in conference, picked up some big wins there? How did you yeah. feel your team did, um, especially as the bench got shorter down the stretch? Well, right, right. Well, you know, it showed a lot of toughness, you know what I mean, and, and resilience and and, you know, a lot of players played heavy minutes. And, you know, a lot, a lot of those players are younger players, like Natasha Radovich was a freshman. And literally had to play 
every minute of every game. You know, she, she did a fantastic job. Uh, Mickey Freeman came on second half of the year, played great, you know, average, probably a double-double. I would say the last six, seven games, she was at like 24 points and 12 rebounds. So um, it just showed a lot, you know, a lot of character with those guys. And um, yeah, we did, we did, you know, as best as we could. I think last year being, you know, the best year we've ever had, um, I'm super proud of them. You know what I mean? And uh, it was fun. You know, it was, it was fun trying to, trying to make it happen. I mean, I, we played Vanguard, which was number three in the country at the time at home, and we're up by three at halftime. So, I mean, we had some, we had our chances, you know what I mean? And I think with a full team, you know, who knows, you know, we might've been able to pull that one off. So, but that's encouraging, you know, with, with those type of numbers, we're still putting up that type of fight. Um, so yeah, we can, it's something we can build on towards next season. You mentioned if you had a full team, uh, this guy could have been limited, and you're going to field about three full teams on your bench this upcoming oh, year. With tell me about it, yeah, for sure, yeah. We, we got to man. But not yeah, we are man. We have quite a bit of freshmen, quite a bit of local talent, which is always great. You know what I mean? Getting uh, local kids and getting their families to come support us at Faith Arena, stuff like that. So yeah, it's going to be a blast. Man. And I mean, if anybody that follows the women's basketball program, especially social media, I mean, you see the hype for a lot of these, you know, local players, whether they be mm -hmm. freshmen or, or transferring JUCO products. But I still think the player that the people are going to be most excited about is Natasha Radovich, who, sure. I mean, just an incredible freshman year, uh, somebody who uh, she played on the Montenegro national team. So as you mentioned, she knows, you know, what it's like to play on a big stage. I mean, first of all, how did you even find her and that type of talent? And, and what does it say about you as a coach and you as a program that she decided she probably would go to many different places, but decided to oh, come yeah. here? Well, yeah, I mean, um, well, I, when I was a, an assistant the first couple of seasons at, at Ottawa, I also uh, helped at Bella Vista Prep, which is a, a high school prep school in uh, Scottsdale. And so uh, Bella Vista Prep, uh, the women's team, girls team has uh, all international kids. So uh, when helping that, I got to meet Natasha and Kate and uh, some other kids. You know, they have some really good kids on that on my team. So uh, being able to be around those kids at that time and coaching them and, and helping them in club ball kind of developed a relationship with some of them. Um, and, you know, for Natasha, you know, she obviously could have had her pick of schools, but she felt comfortable with me and we had a great relationship. And she had a great senior year at Bella Vista. So, um, it was kind of a thing where she felt comfortable and she wanted to see what she could do at, at Ottawa. You know what I mean? And I think the challenge of starting something new with a new program, um, you know, being able to be like one of the first to do be all conference or be this or that, something that she accomplished in her first season, you know, was one of her goals. So um, definitely lucked out on getting her and also Kate Sokolova. She's from Russia. She had a great uh, freshman year as well before she got injured. So, um, yeah, just, just kind of ran into those guys, kind of dumb luck, you know what I mean, helping out with, with, with uh, Bella Vista Prep, and it's uh, really turned out well for us. Yeah, I mean, Natasha and, and a lot of those um, other players really did look comfortable in their own skin, and uh, it's definitely exciting to see what comes next. And um, as you mentioned, you had uh, as when you were an assistant, you were coaching at Bella Vista. You were the, the varsity head coach. But before that, you, still, you had some high school experience. You were the head coach at uh, Xavier Prep. Um, what was that like, um, I guess, really in terms of like head coaching experience, that was your first? And, and when did you find out during your tenure at Xavier about Ottawa University? Well, um, my daughter, uh, her first three years attended at Xavier Prep. So um, 
I kind of started off as kind of a volunteer helper on the freshman team. Um, and then the coach kind of quit. And then, I, you know, they kind of were looking for another coach, and I was there. So, um, you know, kind of took that over. And, and when I started, you know, we weren't that great. Um, and through the next three years, we ended up pretty good with having 19, 20 wins. So we did really well. Um, you know, and then after that, I was just kind of looking forward to getting to college. And, you know, obviously me and Miley Carr are really good friends, and he got the job. So, you know, he just gave me a call and said, hey, you want to try this? So, but, uh, but no, I, I love high school ball. You know, uh, high school is great. You know what I mean? You get kids right when they're learning. I love that part of it. Um, you know, the high school scene is always special, trying to chase that state championship. So that's definitely special. Um, but I like college a lot better. So it's a little bit different atmosphere. You only know, have to deal with the kids, not the parents, just kind of the kids. So <laughs> that's a little bit different there too. Um, so I'm sure, you know, um, you hear about OUAZ, you get the call to come be an assistant coach. And uh, I mean, you go from being at Xavier where, you know, it's an established high school, one of those, you know, legacy private schools in, in Arizona that's really well known. You're starting to build something at the high school level to a school that barely has one building um, right. to it. When you took a tour of OUAZ, what were your first thoughts of the campus, and and what did you see in your mind during that first tour? Well, I uh, well, you know, you <laughs> Miley really didn't tell me the you know the whole thing, you know, but I when I first kind of saw it, I was just like, okay, well, you know, obviously things are coming, right? So you're like, okay, it's gonna come, and you know, you don't know when, but uh, you know, you're just kind of hoping, and I kind of was like, well see where it goes you know and but after meeting Kevin um, you know it, it became a, a lot clearer you know what I mean where, where the school is going so with his leadership and some of the other coaches I met I it was a great group of coaches so that kind of lets you know what kind of coaches we have where we're going to go you know what I mean so after I seen that I, I knew that this place was going to really take off. Now during your first tour the famous Eichner Point the parking garage uh, tour mm -hmm. did you did you get that? Yeah, I got that, and then I and I and I gave that tour quite a bit, of quite a bit of times too. So, yeah, it's 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 funny, man, because like I now when I bring kids on campus, I always point to the parking garage and say, you know what, you know, we've been we've been on this tour for about an hour, but before I would have took you to this parking garage and show you all this stuff. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I, you, it's funny because what I spoke about during those tours and we take them to the park and I look over, you know, the whole thing, it's really there. So with that, you know, that's always an awesome feeling to, to know that, you know what I mean? And, um, just be a part of that transformation for me is special for sure. And I also share those stories with the crews, you know, where we've been and where we're at now, you know, we weren't always where we are, you know what I mean? We're kind of tra we're transforming and trying to do even more. So that's always a great story to tell parents and crews. What is that like? Obviously, when you went up there and, and you were taking students up there, there was no gym. I mean, when you went up there, there wasn't even a piece of lumber there yeah. for the gym to be built. But now it's there. What is that like that not only what you saw or what was promised to you is now something that's a reality and something that you promised a lot of recruits is now a reality that, you know, okay, what I was saying isn't just something that we were hoping right. for. It's actually here. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's, it's always great when you when that kind of manifests and it, and it comes through, right? And we have players right now, Mickey Freeman, uh, Logan Koski, that came when we didn't have that. And so for them to go from playing at Willow Canyon to now having their own locker room, their own weight room, 
you know, how everything, that's, that's a sense of pride for them. And I can really tell, in those two especially, I can really tell um, this means something different because they've, they've played in, in, in the other areas, you know what I mean? And now they have their own. So I, especially in those two, I can see a different, a different um, just a different attitude a little bit in terms of uh, appreciating it and, and where they've come from. And they tell the other players too, like, hey, you know, we need to, you know, keep this nice, whether it's keeping the locker room nice or whether it's appreciating what we have, you know, working hard and, and, and where, we've, where we've been and where we are now. So those two, I kind of lean on them to kind of tell those stories as well. So it does mean a lot. I think that is a, a good quality, right? Somebody, as you mentioned, uh, like Mickey and, and like Logan, who mm. played at Willow Canyon, working out at Valley Vista or whatever weight room happened to be open. And yeah, yeah. now, you know, really have the utmost respect for their facilities because they know where they came from now. As a coach and, and really as a program, how do you make sure that that same respect is, and, and same things are still shown, right? Cleaning up after yourself, making sure everything's always nice. How do you make sure those things are continued even after the players who knew what it was like not to have anything are gone? Right. Well, you know, it's, it's, I think it's pretty easy uh, in, in a way. Uh, for example, when we go on the road and we play teams, you know, we get put in their locker room or, or their little area, wherever it is. You know, I'm always telling the players, I'm like, well, look around, guys. You know what I mean? Be, be appreciative of what we have. You know what I mean? So um, it's, it's clear. It's really clear to see the distinction between, you know, our facilities and other schools. So I'm not putting any other schools down. But, I mean, we really have uh, some really nice facilities. And I think it's so easy for the players to see that and appreciate that. And, you know, a lot of that goes into the decision-making just coming, coming to Ottawa. You know, obviously, it's a basketball program where we're going with that. But also to have for four years, this is my home. These are things that are, that are part of our program. So they just take pride in that off the top, you know, which is great. Now, I had talked to um, OUAZ men's basketball point guard, Brian Carey, a couple weeks ago for uh, their story that was featured on OUAZSpirit.com. And he mentioned something along the lines you did of, you know, we're going, we're traveling across the country and, and across the conference and seeing like, yeah, we truly do have this superior facility. Are you starting to feel that same way now where, you know, two years ago, you're playing in a high school and I'm sure you guys got some snickers and some glares about your facility. And, sure. and now you're the top facility in the conference. What is that feeling like? And, and are you really starting to see the change um, with well, the, the opening of Faith Arena? Well, considering I'm, I'm good friends with a lot of those coaches, I love it. So <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they come by, I always give them a quick tour. Like, hey, coach, what's going on? Let's walk around a little bit. So, no, it's, uh, it's great. You know what I mean? I, I think that you know, it's, it's always awesome when you, when you have the best facilities in the conference and you take pride in that. And I think, you know, it's, it's something that in the future, you know, at least I've talked to some coaches about having tournaments, you know, at our place and different things. And um, I think it kind of sets the bar too that, that a lot of coaches know where we're going to be. You know what I mean? Even on the playing field, you know what I mean? We're already, teams are already super competitive. Um, teams are having the best year, like almost every other year in every sport, right? So, um, you know, it's, they kind of, they kind of can tell that the, the on play is catching up with the facilities that we just got. So we're probably going to be, you know, the premier school in the conference pretty soon here. Yeah, I know um, a lot of teams and, and coaches on campus are looking to host tournaments, but I know the ultimate tournament to host is the conference tournament. And I know that's going to be a big goal yeah. uh, for you guys this upcoming year. And yeah. um I mean, when you talk about just the facilities, right, um, as a coach, offices, I remember talking to a lot of coaches during this, offices were 
lunch tables in the hallway at Founders Hall or, you know, you, you go to your office one day and the next day it's relocated and eventually you get to the building um, over just down the street from the school. And um, But what is it like to have your own space? You know, I'm sure it was nice to get to know some of the other coaches around the program, but you get to go into your own office. You can lock your door when you want. I mean, what is that like to have your own office space? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's big. You know what I mean? It's, it's big when you really want to focus and, and, and hunker down in terms of, um, you know, every day coming to the same spot, you know, every day knowing that, Hey, look, we're going to have a coaches meeting here. I'm going to have, you know, a couple of players come and watch some film or we're going to discuss, you know, something about our team. Um, it, the office is just as, just as it's important as a locker room. You know what I mean? Because that's just, that's your home, right? That's your home, whether it's the office, whether it's a locker room, you know, and, and so those things are super nice for us, obviously. So it's, it's just, it just kind of adds to it. Um, but no, it's, it's great. You know what I mean? I, I can't, um, you know, I can't say enough about how last year it helped us so much, even though we had a lot of adversity in terms of the injuries, people on the court, how many people we had, um, that really helped. Now, when you talk about just, uh, OUAZ as a whole, it continues to grow, you know, new dorms, new cafeteria, along with the Odell center, but um, as an assistant coach, I'm sure, and then eventually the head coach, you, you know, you saw pictures of everything, you know, getting built and obviously saw it from the outside walking around campus or driving by. But once you finally got that first look at the finished facilities, right, there's no more bulldozers, there's no more lumber trucks, there's no more electrician, like everybody's gone. This is officially our place that's completed. What was that first walk through the completed facilities, whether it be the Odell Center or Faith Arena, or you know the new cafeteria, the new dorms. What was that like for you? Um, you know, it was it was like it just honestly in my mind, I'm thinking I can get any kid I want. Once I saw once I saw that, <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, I to be honest, I mean, I really thought that. I thought, well, now, you know, I can't imagine the type of players we're going to be getting. You know what I mean? Because as I used to play, and I know that was big for me. You know, if I got to, you know, this is my practice facility. This is where I get to work out. There's plenty of, you know, hoops to work out. I mean, that's so big, too, especially in small college basketball. How many places, you know, have one gym, right, with one one court, and you got to share with everybody. Where our, you know, we have our home arena, then we have, you know, practice court with, you know, 10 other courts on there. I mean, that stuff is huge. So when you're walking around looking at that stuff, you're looking at, listen, if the football team's in the weight room, and you can go to the fitness center and knock out some weights or some conditioning. I mean, just everything. So I just think, you know, going through all that, you know, I'm just thinking like, wow, you know, there's, it's, uh, it's really on me to, to get a good team because they, uh, the school did their part. So that's kind of, you know what I mean? When, when you, when you see that all finished, um, you know, I was just amazed and, and happy I'm here. So. Well, it seems like uh, you are getting any player that you want because, I mean, it seems every day that there's a new announcement about a – No, hey, man. Everybody, everybody, everybody teases me about it, but it's good. That's a good thing. You know what I mean? Hey, you're going to have a, a women's basketball floor in the new dorms. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, I, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll take it for sure. That's right. Hey, I, it, I'm not the one that's going to give you a hard time. I promise you that. That's more content for us. So I can, yeah, for sure. For sure. I can appreciate that. And, and, and for you, I mean – we got to talk about your success as a basketball player as well. Uh, played at Bowie State University, um, named all CIAA as a junior and a senior. Uh, you went yeah. to the NCAA Division II Final Four as a senior. Um, got drafted to the yeah. CBA, but decided 
you know, you end up playing professionally in a bunch of different countries. Um, I think for you playing internationally um, and looking at your roster, I mean, you got Kate who's from Russia and and, Mm. uh, Natasha who's from Montenegro and, Mm. you know, bringing in some of these international players, even though they were in the States, they played high school in the States. I mean, still grew up, spoke those languages, knew those cultures. Do you think, for you who played in a lot of different countries and, and saw a lot of different cultures and, and how things were even basketball wise, you think that helps you when it comes to recruiting players like Kate Sokolova and like Natasha Radovich, where they might have a different, you know, style of practice or culture or culture yeah. of basketball? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I think that's why um, it was easy for me um, coaching those kids at Bella Vista. Um, it was it's easy for me coaching Natasha and Kate now. I mean, I kind of know, uh, their personality, you know what I mean, in terms of playing basketball. They take it really serious. They want to train. They want to be able to practice two, three times a day or at least have availability to do that. Um, and, and also what it means to them. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a different level sometimes of the international kids, what playing basketball or going to college in the States means. I mean, it's literally everything. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times, you know, I've met kids where they say, Coach, look, you know, if I wasn't doing this, I have no idea what I'd be doing at home. So, you know, when a kid tells you that, and I've lived there, I've lived over there, I kind of know what they mean. So the op- opportunities here, you know, obviously are, are a thousand more, a uh, thousand times better so in, in some instances. So um, I, I get it, and I can definitely um, understand where they're coming from. And, and sometimes we talk about different places where we've been the same, you know, I've played in the same places they played. So that's kind of cool too. But I definitely understand where they're coming from. And I, I kind of use that experience and tell them, you know, because a lot of times, like Natasha, when she's finished, for sure she's going to play professionally somewhere in Europe. You know what I mean? So I've already talked to her about that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, as a pro in Europe, you're going to do this, you're going to do X, Y, Z. These options are going to be for you. So she's already looking at that. And Kate as well, she get older, see how that goes. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, we, we definitely share some similarities in, in terms of that. Now, I think you make an interesting point where, you know, some of these places coming to the States and, and playing college basketball and getting that education, no matter where it's at, whether it's at D1 or the NAI, yeah. is re- a really big, you know, success in life. And sure. when, you, when you hear those players, you mentioned, say, like, if, if I wasn't doing this, I don't know what I'd be doing. Does that mm-hmm. make you feel more motivated to help them, whether it be in basketball or whether it's, hey, you know, maybe they they don't want to play professionally, but this is how I can set them up with a career for the rest yeah. of their life. I mean, does that motivate you and, and help you in those areas? Oh, no, no doubt, man. No doubt. Um, they're really easy kids to help. You know what I mean? Because, like, you take those two. I mean, they've been home in the last three to four years, maybe three times. Maybe three times for maybe a month, a month max at a time. So, you know, imagine being that age and, and being away from everything, every your friends, everything you know, everything that you're used to, your parents. Um, that's so as me as a coach, I know the sacrifice they're giving. So I have to give something back to them, too. You know what I mean? So and, and obviously you do that with every kid you have. Um, it's just that, you know, it's really magnified and in your face when you're dealing with international kids like that. So, yeah, definitely, um, you know, it, it, it makes you aware of where, what they're sacrificing and you know, how much they believe in me as a coach, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a welcome thing, you know what I mean? Because to get kids that are brought in so much, you know, and, and they're engaged and, and other kids see how, you know, the sacrifice they're doing and they're also sacrificing. So, um, no, it, it's, it's a good thing. 
yeah, as you mentioned, I couldn't imagine either. I mean, dropping everything, going across the world and playing where you don't have family, you don't have friends. You know, it's yeah. it's not like the U.S. where if somebody lives a state away, you just dial a different area code. It can be right. tough sometimes calling into those different countries. I mean, platforms like Zoom and, and like Skype that help with video can help kind of bridge that gap, but still not as simple as just dialing somebody like in Florida or New yeah. Jersey. And um, yeah. as a coach, I'm sure you've experienced a little bit, um, as you mentioned at Bella Vista Prep, a lot of international students. As a coach, how do you handle maybe kids that are starting to feel homesick that don't have any family here and, um, you know, are, are starting to kind of feel like, you know, hey, I, am, I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm really struggling without my family and my friends. How do you help uh, players through that? Right. Well, you know, I always, um, you know, my home is always open, you know, to, to, to those players. And, you know, I've uh, been fortunate to, to develop a lot of good, great relationships with them. Um, and even like last Christmas, Kate and Natasha came to my house for Christmas. So that was fun. Um, you know, and uh, so they're like family, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like when they feel homesick and, you know, make sure that they can, they're able to call or Skype or do whatever they need to do. And, and they know that, you know, and that's the best thing about it is that I got time to establish that relationship with them to where if they need anything, they can call me at any time. And, um, and I've talked to their parents or their family and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, uh, it definitely, um, you know, you just got to be there for them, as I am with all my kids. But especially for them, you got to kind of look out and, and make sure they're okay. Well, I mean, you mentioned opening your home and, and making it feel like family. That's what OUAZ, yeah. I think a lot of coaches and staff say, OUAZ feels like family and you're definitely um, living that motto to the fullest uh, for your players. And yeah. um well, we're still talking about kind of the international topic. I have to ask you, what was your favorite country to play in? I mean, on your bio on the website, there's a lot of countries listed, but oh, which man. one was your favorite? Man, it's got to be, well, it depends what we're talking. Are we talking about food? Are we talking about money? <laughs> so um, if I had to put it all together, I'd probably say Portugal. Portugal was probably my, my favorite place. Great food, you know, uh, plenty of fish, fresh fish. I mean, great restaurants. Um they set me up in a pretty nice place, uh, had a car and everything. So I think Portugal was probably the best. So um, I wish I could go back. You know what I mean? So it's, it was definitely awesome, man. But Portugal was great. Uh, Germany was great, too. Now, I didn't like the food as much, but uh, the town I was in uh, was, was awesome. People were really nice. So, yeah, I say Portugal for sure. Now, if I ever find myself either in Portugal or at a Portuguese restaurant in the States, what's the one dish I need to try? Oh, man. You know, I I, can, I don't remember all the dishes all the per se because I just ate whatever they put in front of me. So, um, <laughs> but hey, look, I'm telling you right now, you can't go wrong in, in a lot of Portuguese restaurants, man. You know, the fish that they have is phenomenal. Um, obviously, because they just catch right there, man, and it's fresh. I mean, I I can't tell you. I probably, I mean, this is probably probably wasn't the best thing since I was an athlete, but I probably ate out at restaurants every night. So it was that, that lets you know what I was doing. So. But no, yeah, I, you, you couldn't go wrong there, brother. Hey, I, I like that motto too. Whatever's put in front of me, I'll eat. So I'll there you go. There you go. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Hopefully, your players didn't hear that uh, part about you eating at restaurants every night. And oh yeah, I'm definitely. It. Hey, I'm denying all that. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's so it's so funny, man. When you're on the when you're on the other side of that, you know what I mean. And um, you know, you tell them, uh, you know, what they got to do what they're supposed to do. It's, it's definitely funny. Yeah, I'm sure your coaches weren't too uh, impressed about your 
a dining experience in Portugal. No, no, they didn't care. You know, as long as I, you know, score 20, 18 to 20, they didn't care. So. Well, that's good. And um, I mean, when we talk about your coaching career now, uh, again, you've already mentioned how much success you had, but I mean, as everybody knows, uh, between high school and college, not everybody, even though there's so many different college opportunities, whether it's junior college, NAIA, all the NCAA levels, not everybody's able to make it and, and play in college. And as a coach, what was the biggest difference that you noticed between being a head coach in high school and being a head coach in college? Um, uh, I, I think it's the, in, in the college level, you know, players, players really, really make the difference. You know, I mean, they just, they just do. You know, players make a difference. High school, you can have maybe one good player and, and do a lot of schemes and win, you know, 15 games. Where in college, you're not, it's not going to happen. You don't have the players, you're not going to win. You know what I mean? That's just kind of what it is. So uh, the difference is just players making things happen. You know what I mean? I mean, we had a great year last year, but, you know, we had Natasha, who was awesome, 20 and 10. Uh, you know, so we had and, and some others – uh, kick in a bunch of points, but it's, uh, you know, the players are the, are the biggest difference in high school, man. I think just because you can be a great coach, but if you don't have the talent, man, you're not going to win any games. You know what I mean? So recruiting, and that obviously college is a different aspect because you can recruit, right? So that's just the biggest thing. You know what I mean? It's just getting the players in there, getting the right players too. You know what I mean? Getting the right players that fit your system and, um, you know, kind of will, will, will want to play in your system. You know, high school, you kind of just pick, you just have what you have. You know, it's just different. So, um, college is definitely, you got to get players to make shots, man. You know, especially at the, at the women's level, it's about shot making. The GSAC conference, you know, we had some teams beat Division One teams every year, you know, play them close every year. And uh, those teams just have players that make shots, you know what I mean, and for all four quarters. So that's just the biggest difference, I think, to me, is just uh, the, the, the level of, of player that you need to recruit to get to be, to be really good. Now, you mentioned your first two years, you were an assistant coach. Um, then you become the interim head coach this season. You, you coach all season, I'm sure. For you, a little uncertainty on what was next. But I think the biggest news, or at least the first biggest news released from the program was that on March 24th, I'm sorry, first biggest news during the lockdown, at least, was on March 24th that you were named the official head coach, the interim tags removed. What was that feeling like for you when, you know, with that interim tag, it lasted all year, I'm sure a little uncertainty, but once it's like, okay, it's official, this is now my program. What was that feeling like for you? Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good feeling because that means that, you know, um, Kevin, our athletic director, believes in me, you know, believes in what we're doing and believes that I can lead the program. And, you know, obviously that's a great, you know, anytime somebody sees you work and they say, hey, you're doing a good job. We want you to take over and, and lead our program. You know, that's an awesome thing. You know, it's a sense of responsibility that, that, you, that you want, you know what I mean? And, and people count on you and that's what you want as being a coach, you know? So um, I was just, you know, thankful you know what I mean? And, and definitely blessed in our situation. It's been, um, it's been awesome. You know what I mean? And so now being, my kids are from Arizona, you know, I graduated from Brophy. Uh, obviously I coached at Xavier, you know, being a college coach here. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better than that, man. You know what I mean? So it's like a, it's a dream job for me. You know, I'm not one of those uh, career coaches where I was looking to go to like Duke or, you know, you know what I mean? Mississippi in two years, you know, so, 
But now, you know, I do see myself as the coach of Iowa University. That's my career. That's my dream job. That's it. That's it for me. And I want to build this thing to, to win a national championship. So I couldn't ask for anything else, man. This, this is great. Well, I know when you're getting great international players like Kate and like Natasha and, and bringing it, surrounding it with all the local talent, I mm-hmm. think a national championship is in the cards, hopefully uh, within the next four or five years. Hey, before. man. Come on, we gotta we gotta push it, man. We gotta push it. <laughs> oh, I look the way Natasha scores. I mean, I don't know if we could put a a brick wall that's ten feet high in front of the bucket, and she'd still find a way to to get it I know. in. So, I know she's uh, she's pretty amazing, man. It's it's so funny, you know. Uh, every time I think that you no, know, she's tired or she's hurt or she's something, she always you know wheels her way and. We always hear about those special players. Like this summer, we watched Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, and we watched all these people. And I'm not comparing her to Michael Jordan, but what I'm saying is that she's a special player in that vein where you can say the odds are stacked against us. We're playing against the number two team in the country. We got six people. They know you're going to score. What are you going to do? And she still comes out with 20 points and 10 rebounds, and she's 5'10". You know what I mean? So... You know, it's pretty amazing kid. She has a three. I just her grades for this year were like a three point nine GPA. So you know, I mean, you know, she's a fantastic kid. But we have we have a ton of good kids. Like I told you, Mickey Freeman and Logan Koski, and you know, Taylor Davis had a great first half of the season. She had a phenomenal first half of the season. So and then you know, you add in some of the kids we have coming in with these these freshman kids. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good mix, man. I'm excited. Well, it's a little bit easier to have the heart of a champion than having the talent of a champion, but Natasha has both and, and your team really has both as well. So uh, yeah. looking forward to that. So I remember you'd said a little bit earlier in this interview that when you saw the facilities, you felt that, uh, you know, I can get whatever kid I want. When you're yeah. taking a tour, you know, you're giving the tours and, and taking the kids around campus. What is your favorite part of the tour to show? Um, okay. This is funny. Okay. So my, so I'm sure everybody, I'm going to say this is how I do it, but I'm sure other coaches do it too. So I show everybody everything, the locker room, the gym, uh, the dorms, student center, everything. And I, the last thing I do is take them upstairs. Show, you know, we walk by my office and then I take them to the, to the, uh, the VIP suite room that looks over the football field. And by the time I get there, um, a lot of times the parents are like, Okay, so where do we sign? The parents. <laughs> well, so, so, you know, it's funny. I had a couple of times, I'm not going to call any names. Some parents get mad at me, but a couple of parents were like, well, uh, where, where do we sign? And then, you know, the players just sitting there like, you know, so it's funny because they're like, well, what else could you want? Which is a good thing. You know what I mean? It's a great thing. And, um, but, yeah, that's why I end up, man. That, and as soon as I get them there, man, they're kind of like, this is where I want to be. You know what I mean? And that's – and that's awesome. And I get that feeling too. And I've done it a million times, you know what I mean? But it, it really, you do realize it while you're talking about it. You literally have everything you want in a small school that you would get at a big school. You know what I mean? In terms of facilities, in terms of a great football team, great dorms, great cafeteria, great weight room, everything you would want. And you can almost see it when you go up there in that VIP room and, you know, really see uh, what you're talking about. So it's uh yeah, I've definitely had some moments where if I had the papers right there, they were trying to sign them. So, you know, that's that's definitely uh, definitely my favorite moment. Well, I think it's important to mention. I know a lot of college coaches, when they talk about recruiting, they say it's, it's pretty much recruiting the parents just as much as you are 
sure. recruiting the player. I mean, it's as a parent, you have to, you know, you're sending your, your child, somebody that you took care of for 18 years away, sometimes away from the state. Yeah. And, you know, you can't always get to them right away like you used to in the past. And you're a father yourself, and I'm sure you've been on those recruiting trips as well. I mean, what does that say, and how does that feel for you when, I mean, as much as we laugh about it, the parents are like, yeah, we, you know, we, this is where we want our child. What is that feeling like for you? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good feeling, man, you know, especially today. You know, so much uncertainty with everything that goes on, you know, um, in, in today's time. Just, it's great when when parents kind of share that vision, you know, in terms of the basketball, but then also feel like, well, you know, uh, my daughter can, is okay, you know, in, in this coach, in these coaches' hands, in this program, at this school, um, she's going to develop into a young person to a young adult. You know, I mean, that's huge. You know, I don't take that lightly. You know, I have, I have two daughters myself, so um, I know what that means specifically. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, we don't take that responsibility lightly, man, and it's uh, – you know, I always, I like that feeling because it's kind of like, well, this is why I work so hard. This is why, you know, I'm going to try to give my best to them because it's not just about basketball. You know what I mean? It's about their life, you know, and I always tell the kids, this is that, that special time where you're an adult, but you're not all the way an adult yet. So these four years, man, they're going to help you get through the next 10 to 15. And you want to kind of look back and say, hey, what a great choice I made in going to Ottawa. You know what I mean? And I always tell them, like, look, you know, life's going to have a lot of ups and downs. But when you can look back on your college experience and say, man, I had a blast, it's going to help you get through those tough times. So they kind of get that. And the parents know that, too, because they've been there themselves. So when they kind of hear, you know, the coach saying that, you know, and I really mean that, then that, you know, kind of checks a box for them, you know, which checks a box for me as a parent, for my daughters. So, um, yeah, it's just it's more than about the basketball, man. And, it's a great feeling when people put that trust in And I think another great feeling that you had this year was playing your team's opening game in Faith Arena. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you had started the season on the road. You, you know, you played at Park to open the year, and then you yeah. played a couple um, couple NCAA D1 teams yeah. and then went to California as well. So um, you come home, finally, it's uh, Saturday, November 16th, your first game yeah. in Faith Arena. What are your thoughts and feelings leading up to the the game in, um, in the new arena? And, and what were you feeling as the game started getting closer? Well, you know, it's it's just assignment, man. It's a long time coming, you know what I mean? Because, you know, like like we were talking earlier, you know, I was there with Valley Vista days, you know what I mean? We got Valley Vista, Little Canyon, and um, so when you – Last year, it was kind of like, man, this is fine. It's finally here. You know what I mean? And um, just playing the game and just and just going through, you know, the routine of, of a game was awesome. And, you know, it was just kind of like, I get that feeling like, yeah, this is, this is how I want it to be. This, this is how it should be. You know what I mean? So, um, no, I love it. I mean, I don't take it for granted. Every home game we have, I'm always into it and, and really thankful for, uh, for what we have. So that, that feeling is great. And I know we're going to try to do more to, to make that home experience a little bit better for our players and fans too as we get you know get going some more so uh, it's going to be better but bigger bigger and better now I remember talking to the men's basketball program and uh, Adam Hepker had said that he wasn't really paying attention during uh, pregame introductions because he was figuring out a way to try and you know stop the defense of Embry-Riddle but um, for you during you know the video boards in full action and you're mm -hmm. seeing the lights and everything that was really promised to you in terms of 
game day experiences is, is happening all at once. What were your thoughts when, when you were seeing, you know, players' faces are on the boards and, you know, your, your face ends up getting on the board when you get introduced. What, do you, what did it feel like when it actually started to happen? Um, you know, I always think, like, um, like when my daughter was getting recruited and we used to go to all these college games. We used to go to every college game we go to. And we go to NAU, we go to ASU, Grand Canyon, um, you know, and all in between. You know, and, and then and to see all the pregames for them and the excitement on my daughter's face or her teammates' face, and and then now that's like my gym, right where I coach my team. That's my players up there or my assistants or whatever. It's it's awesome, man. I just I feel like we're on par with some of those other teams. You know what I mean in terms of facilities and what we do and how this is supposed to look. And um, no, I do. I. Just, I can't tell you every time, you know, even even when we're getting ready for a game, I still sneak a peek up there and check it out. So, you know what I mean? So it's it's fun. You know, it's fun. It's part of it and you love it. And I, I love that the players love that, um, seeing each other up there. I love that stuff. I can't get enough of that. And I think it's special. And it's part of it. You know, it's part of it. So it's great. Now we talked about your first time seeing the completed facility, but I'm sure you walked your players through for that first time, especially for Logan and, and for Mickey, who had been there from the start. But what was it like when you got to walk your players through the gym for that first time and they got to see everything that you promised them is there? It's reality. It's come to life. Yeah, I remember it, man. I, I remember it. It was, um, it was one of our practices. And before we practiced, I remember I said, hey, let's go and I'll show you guys around. And um, they were just blown away. You know, they were just blown away. And, um, I, you know, one – it lets them know that they're special too. You know what I mean? I think they, they, they're special as a player. You know, they, they, all the work they did in club and playing since their sixth grade or seventh grade or whatever, that, hey, look, I'm a player. This is, this is where I belong. And I get, to, I get to have this type of experience too. So showing them, you know, I, I could hear them kind of talking to each other and, um, you know, really excited about the season and really excited about being there. Um, you know, they were kind of having their own conversations. But, no, it's just – it was it was um, definitely special, definitely special for them to kind of realize that and realize that that this is happening to them. You know what I mean? So which is which is cool. So yeah. This season, this past season at least, uh, you guys were one win away from going to the NCCA national you know national tournament and and being eligible for postseason. And you know the injuries really made it tough for you guys. But going into this next year. You know, rejuvenated team, a longer bench. I mean, things are really looking up. And obviously, I think the next step from the outside looking in is, okay, you know, make the postseason, make the conference tournament. But what are some of the other things that you're looking for to say, okay, we made that next step and and we're continuing to make that upward trajectory? Yeah, well, you know, I think with um, the GSAC being such a, you know, the number one conference in the NAI, um, you know, one of the goals – obviously for our team was for any of our players to get off conference, which Natasha did last year. So, um, you know, as a freshman, and I think as a team, you know, obviously when we were finishing the top five, I think that's a heck of an accomplishment. Um, you know, if you can get in that top three, even better, you know, with Westmont winning the G-Cycle like five years in a row and Vanguard and Masters right there, anytime you're up in that mix, man, that's, that's a goal in itself. You know what I mean? I don't care where you end up in the postseason. I don't care what your overall record is. But if you're in a mix of those teams in conference, man, that's that's a great accomplishment. So, you know, that's what we're looking at is trying to finish in the top five there, trying to get to the to the tournament, make some noise. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to be a team where, 
we're going to be able to score. You know, a lot of good points, good points and amount of points for the year. So I think that uh, if we can get in there, we'll be dangerous. You know, that's kind of the goal right there. And obviously, we want to make it to postseason because we've never done it yet. Even though we were close one game, we still need to get over that hump, you know. And um, But that's what makes it special, man. And every time you watch a basketball story or, you know, a team finally get to the mountaintop, it, it takes them – they don't – it doesn't have just happen. You know, we, we missed it by one game. So we have to kind of earn that. You know, we got to get that game. We got to get that game back and, and, and have that better season. So, um, but it's working. You know, we're, we're, we're grinding and we're willing to sacrifice and do it. So, um, but yeah, those are, those are definitely the goals for sure. You're right. Not every great team just shows up. I mean, when you take a look at Michael Jordan, right? The, the early Bulls days weren't great. He got kicked around by the bad boys, Pistons a little yeah. bit, and then yeah. bam, six titles. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's what's in the cards for UAZ hey, a couple of rough years and you, six you titles. Just, you just said it, brother. <laughs> you just said it. No, I, I, I'm hoping, man. You know, I, I'm just excited just because everybody, you know, everybody kind of has expectations. You know, when you have expectations, man, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? That's not some, – some people think it's bad or some people think, well, you don't want that. And I tell my players all the time, you want expectations on you. You want people to expect things from you. Um, and then it's, it's always fun to work your butt off and then try to deliver. So I think that uh, this year will be fun in that aspect. I'm looking forward to it. And, Coach, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Is there any final words or any final thoughts you want to share with the OUAZ fans and the OUAZ community as we you know, hopefully start coming out of – um, the height of this pandemic and, and hopefully are rolling towards the basketball season. Yeah, no, you know, I, I just want to say, you know, thanks for, for supporting us. You know, I mean, I mean, truly, we had a ton of support from the OUAZ family in terms of coaches and players and, you know, um, especially me being a new coach, you know, a lot of the coaches came and even the practices, you know, I had coaches come in and just say hi and practice and see how I was doing or, you know, stop by the office or I stopped by some of some of the other coaches' office and stuff. So, you know, we're just appreciative of that and, and, and you know, definitely looking forward to this year and um, hopefully we can make some noise. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. As you said, having expectations is good and you know, we expect a, a really good season out of your team coming up. So, Coach, thanks again for taking time to talk with me and hopefully we'll be able to talk again soon. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks, man. Thank you a lot.